0: Hello and welcome to the Heart of Markness podcast. I am Mark. <clears throat> this is episode 75 of, well, of the Heart of Markness podcast, right? And the topic is at last 75 episodes and three years in, I think, Jimmy Page and the Black Crows or the Crows, as I like to call them. I haven't listened... Actually, that's not true. I've listened to a lot when it happened because it was... Oh, holy shit. This is amazing idea because Steve Gorman is a great drummer for Jimmy and he's a great drummer for Zeppelin even though he's not a bonzo drummer. In and of himself, he is one of the few drummers that I can just listen to him. I love his drumming. I love his sense of time. I love... His tone, I love his groove. Mmm. He's so good. He would have been a fucking great drummer for Page Plant. Oh my god. Let's think of that for a moment. All right. Well, anyways, as I was saying, uh, Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin, (laughs) take two. Yeah, you know, I feel completely completely unprepared for tonight's podcast <clears throat> excuse me even though I have everything set just like any other week I've done this 75 times plus the bonus episodes plus the patron episodes I'm I'm into like the 110's if not the 120's of episodes that I've done and tonight it's like it's my first time feels like the first time and I don't know why. I just finished dinner. Had a delicious glass of water. I'm clean. I shaved. I, 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 am, I am in a state of grace. And yet... I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. I feel scattered. Why, Mark? Why? I don't know. Well... In any case, let's do this. The good thing is, no matter what state of mind or sanity I'm in uh, any given episode, the music is solid. So, you know, I don't know if if I were you for several of these episodes, I would just be like, Is there music yet? So then I, and then I told her, hey, hey, mama. And then you listen to the song. But no, I think you listen to me. Most of you do. Which is really, really, really touching. All right. Led Zeppelin. Jesus, I did it again. What is wrong? Holy mackerel. Are you wasted, Mark? No! I just told you I'm in a state of grace. I'm clean. I just drank water. A whole jar, because I drink out of a mason jar. (laughs) Because I'm a mountain man. Um... (laughs) Cause I'm lazy and the water's all the way downstairs. So I fill a jar of it and drink it and thus I fill it less often. And I'm still well hard Alright, take 26. Jimmy Page partnered with the, ba- the Black Crows <laughs> in uh, 1999 for something. I can't remember what. They did a couple of shows and recorded an album and I believe... And this is just going... I did not prepare for this in this way. I prepared for the set list and my opinions and the shows. But I did not prepare on the history of... Hmm. Which I should do. Hold on. And we're back. Although I didn't disappear for you because I was gone seamlessly. All right. Yes. In 1999, Jimmy Page and the Black Crows teamed up and did a two-night set at the Greek theater in los angeles kevin shirley produced the album and uh that was the connection that got him in to um work on the sound for i think he did the sound for the dvd and i know he did the how the west was Won." or i think he did how the west was Won." wow brain fart maybe i had a stroke I can always count on myself to at least remember most of it. Anyway, Kevin Shirley. That's how we got to work with Led Zeppelin and Jimmy Page. Bing. So the Crows and Jimmy did that two-night set. Um, and, and the Black Crows, fantastic band. Fantastic band. If all you know of them is just hard to handle and jealous again. And she talks to angels and just everything from that first 1990 album. You are missing out. They're uh, they're on a level with like the Allman Brothers in ways. Their band is amazing. Was amazingly, amazingly tight. They were they would stretch out. They became a jam band, much more a jam band than like what you remember from Hard to Handle. Um, and Chris Robinson is 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 a decent frontman, although I think he's a prick. From what I can, from what I can gather, um, if you ever watch um, what we do in the shadows, there's a there's a vampire character named Laszlo, and I could just hear him saying, "I think he's a bit of a prick," because that's how he talks, and I like it. Um, yeah, they're kind of the musically they're they're similar to the Alman Brothers, and they've got that southern uh, unctuousness. They're playing, but um, behaviorally they're like the Kinks or Oasis, in that Chris and Rich Robinson don't get along. Um, arguably, they're both assholes, and uh, you... this brings leads up to this quote uh, from Chris Robinson on the album he did with Jimmy Page. Now that album was the first album to be available as a download like just released as a download it didn't come out on a CD immediately and that in that way it's historical it was released by TV Tunes Records where you could get like uh, compilation albums with like the theme from Gilligan's Island the theme from My Dream of Genie hey, don't you miss My Three Sons da 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 but um must have been a good deal. Must have been uh, either very lucrative in, in, as far as royalties or Jimmy knew the guy or something. But they got together and what this means is Mr. Jimmy Page had a top shelf band behind him. Now, Chris Robinson did some grumblings because he's a prick about, uh, you know, like, here's the quote. It was all right and jimmy's a phenomenal guitarist but to me it was just a job go fuck yourself that's me that's parenthetically me he didn't say that i'm not a big fan of robert plant's lyrics or his singing so that part of it was a little boring for me you know it was boring because you suck at singing led zeppelin songs skinny little fuck he does. That's the reason I have not gotten... I can't lose myself in, in the Zocros. Because musically, they're great. Because you have... Okay, you've got Jimmy Page. But then you have Rich Robinson. Who is an insanely good... Like... uh, 75% Keith Richards rhythm level. Good. And he could lead... And then you have the rest of the band who, I don't know. Let me see if I have who the musicians were. Lots of personnel changes in the Black Crows because of the aforementioned prickishness of the brothers. But um, amazing musicians to play behind Jimmy. And then you've got Steve Gorman. And then you've got, oh shit, what the hell is that guy's name? The keyboard player. I love this keyboard player. And why don't you remember his name? I do. It's Eddie Harsh. Ed Harsh. Insanely, insanely good keyboard player. I, th- I think he's got some issues. He got kicked out of the Crows um, for problems with drugs. And, like, getting kicked out of the Black Crows, for, you know, it's like, go deal with your shit, man. Uh, he must have been in rough shape. But, oh, he plays with feel. Oh, he plays with soul. He is so good is so good. It's kind of a a melding of um Benmont Tench and Billy Preston. I really love it. Really love it. What this means is they did this uh as this kind of a one-off. It was successful. It was good. It was really, you know, more successful than anticipated. And how did it chart? Uh Number 64, it charted at number 64, which is nothing, it's not impressive, but um, it had enough buzz that they basically, after this album release, they did a very brief, brief tour in 99, like, like six dates, if that. Um, I did not see them. I don't know why I didn't see them. I don't think I was, I don't know why, where was I in 2000 or '99? Oh, I was here in Portland. Oh, that's why. Okay. Yeah, 98. That wasn't a great year, so I did not do much. Um, read a lot. All right, so they toured in... Uh, 90, they did a very short tour in 99. And then they did a tour, a, a big old tour in 2000. And that tour was spectacularly well-received from the fans... And the performances are great, and as the tour goes on, I have heard for years from people that I respect in the community talking about how Jimmy was at the top of his game, and it was like, you know, it was like 1973 again, which is the reference point. It's like, oh, Copenhagen 79, it was like 1973 again, and it was. Uh, The 88 Outrider tour. It was like nineteen seventy-three again, and it was the ninety-eight-page plant tour. It was like nineteen seventy-three again, and it was so. This two-thousand tour, <clears throat> there were people saying that, um, you know, it got to points where it was like nineteen seventy-three again, and uh, I hadn't—I had listened to these shows, but because Chris's singing to me sounded either flat or sharp or just not hitting the notes. Right, he sounded—he sound, little pitchy, dog, little pitchy. Um, to me, anyway, I could not enjoy the performances. But I went back and uh, I read the consensus from people I respect about what the best, quote, Jimmy performance is with the Zocros. And um, the tour itself is held in high regard, very, very high regard. But this show I'm going to play you is is uh, heralded to be by the majority of folks that I polled to be the cream of the crop. And this is June 30th, 2000 in Holmdell, New Jersey, the PNC Bank Art Center. See, there we go. I just found my stride. Thank you. 700 years in. Man, I don't know what was up. Don't know what was up. I felt like a stranger doing my own podcast in my own room in my old house. Just did not. Whew. That's all right. doesn't matter now. Uh, it's a soundboard recording. So it's excellent in quality. Uh, as such, it lacks a touch and atmosphere, but that's okay because this is a great fucking show. Great show. And here's the set list for it. It's mostly Zeppelin tunes with a couple, of, a few Black Crow's tunes thrown in there. Uh, they do the Wanton Song, Misty Mountain Hop, Hot's On For Nowhere. Zeppelin never did that. Jimmy didn't do that. Never before or since. No Speak No Slave, that's a Crow's tune. Sick Again, What Is and What Should Never Be. Horsehead, Crow's tune. Oh Well, Fleetwood Mac tune, Peter Green. And that's that's the really good Oh Well. Don't ask me what I think of you. I might not give the answer that you want me to. So good. Ten Years Gone. Now, Ten Years Gone is a treat. Are you going to play it for us? N- no. No, I'm not. You're going to listen to it yourself. It's a treat because you've got three guitars doing that job and a bass player and a keyboard player not Jimmy stomp not not Jimmy playing uh, the B bender and Jonesy playing the triple neck acoustic while stomping the bass pedals they pulled it off admirably when they did it well but this you finally have that guitar army sound of it and it's great in my time of dying your time is going to come and that's a fun one i do like the way they do this one i do like i'm, I'm fine even with chris singing that one remedy black crows tune great tune the Lemon Song In the Light Shapes of Things from the Yardbirds Nobody's Fault But Mine Hotbreaker. Bring It On Home She Talks to Angels Out on the Tiles First time since 1970 in its entirety Whole lot of Love This is a good show And it's a good show for guitar players It's a good show for rock and roll It's a, it's, it's a good show It's good for your soul if you can get past Chris Robinson, or if you don't like, if you don't mind it, you know, I have heard, I mean, people are generally like, yeah, Chris really isn't the guy to sing that or his voice at that point. It was so much cocaine because he was partying hard and he weighed nine pounds and he was an arrogant prick and his, you know, cocaine in your voice makes it a little raspy at times. So, um, I don't know, but we're going to listen to it. Thank you for that tepid, tepid introduction. What are you playing us, Mark? Well, here's, what's going to happen. Alright, first of all, you're going to have a little warm milk. Just relax, everything will be alright. It'll be over before you know it. Hey, 15 minutes in, look how much time of yours I wasted. Alright, fuck this, I'm going to play a song. Hot on for nowhere, Never perform, never before performed live. I mean, on this tour they did it, this isn't the only time they did it, but... The 2000 Zocro's tour is the only time they pulled it off, and they pull it off so well. It's so good. It's so good. I love this song. I think it may be... Well, let me think about that. I play that song on presence, off of Presence more than I play Achilles' Last Stand or Nobody's Fault But Mine. Yeah, it may be my favorite song on Presence. It is so good and hard to play. Jesus, Jimmy, you son of a bitch. Uh, that's a tough one, at least for me. All righty, friends. Hots on for nowhere. Zocro's June 30th, 2000. 20 years to the day from the really good Led Zeppelin concert in Frankfurt, Germany. All right. Enjoy. that was rad that was rad granted it is odd to hear the black crows playing zeppelin songs cuz that's what it is because it's i mean whereas whereas page plant was jimmy playing guitar with robert's band which was good because you know the force of his personality and his musicianship kind of pulled the the rhythm section over to him over over the years but this is a tight, functioning, multi-person unit that Jimmy is joining, and they're playing with him. So it's it's weird to hear. I mean, it was great. There's nothing bad about it. I guess it just Chris Robinson, man. Wrong guy for it, especially if he's not really into it. Because the band is into it. You can hear it, and the audience was into it. Because even though it's a soundboard, you could hear the audience at the end. And you could hear Chris's reaction, because that performance was insane now jimmy's solo was interesting and when i first heard it i'm like yeah the zo crows are great because the black crows are great and jimmy's Ugh. but he wasn't that was being being stupid this is i'm talking 20 years ago not now um because hearing that solo first of all the solo in hots on for nowhere is weird anyway because the story of Presence is that it was recorded in, you know, like 15 days, I think. Maybe 21 days. For some reason, let's say 15. Uh, 15 days, start to finish. All the songs, mixing, here you go, walk out of there with a two-track master, here you go, here's your album. 15 days. That's unheard of. It's unheard of. And it was a force of will, you know, and that th- it was done so quickly because of, you know, illest substances kept Jimmy going. And that's why some of the, that's why the guitar tone, in my opinion, can be a little harsh and brittle there on it. And that why the solos are, are, are wacky. They're good. I mean, the thing is they're good, but there's a lot of dissonance and a lot of, um, in the rockabilly, a lot of, uh, I don't know, speedy jangling. Tones and vibes that I usually get from like Iggy Pop and Lou Reed in the '70s, uh, emanate from that record. And and thus the solo, is is not a standard blues solo or, or really you know there's, there's a lot of weird modal playing and dissonance, and that's what Jimmy was going for in that solo. Because when I listened to it the first time, like you know 20 years ago, I was like, ugh, Jimmy, Jesus Christ. And then I thought. That the reason why this sounds great is because the Black Crows are playing great. And, you know, almost like, you know, almost like the arms tour again, where it's like, okay, all right. The band's great. And here comes Jimmy. Oh, look, he pulled it off. That's not the case at all. That's my stupid. um, My stupid perspective and and bias that uh, because of this podcast, it seems to be it seems to be eroding away just because I'm forced to re-evaluate things that I, I had just either poo-pooed or not paid attention to or dismissed out of hand before, and go, wow, that was good, like the 77 tour. I mean, everything that I didn't like about it is valid, but there's still greatness there. It's all in all, and, it, you know, it's enjoyable. <sighs> all right, what am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say, folks, is the next song I'm going to play for you is Your Time Is Gonna Come Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba, there it is. Cool. This is great. And this is one of the songs like Hots On For No More benefited from having three guitar players doing that and filling it out and the call and response with them and the sharing of that really difficult riff. Having them bopping back and forth. Oh, it's, it's so, so, so good. And here's another case of that where you've got, first of all, a very, very good, soulful drummer. Because he pulled, I mean, hot's on for No More, one of the best things to listen to is Bonzo losing his shit and playing it. Because he, Gorman nails the groove, nails the groove and the feel, and yet he's not emulating Bonham. He's being Steve Gorman. And it is consummate professionalism and talent, and I love hearing it. And it's a similar thing with Your Time Is Gonna Come. Steve Gorman and the Black Crows are a band where you can, like Zeppelin, listen to whatever member of the band you want to and you will be entertained and impressed. You can listen to any of the guitarists. You can listen to Steve Gorman. You can listen to Eddie on keyboards and just lose yourself in the in the the virtuosity and feel. That's it. Tight but loose tight but loose black crows have a tight but loose element to it and and, and in the same way and and because of that jimmy fits right in and musically musically fits in seamlessly with that band oh all right well enough fucking around again sorry for the long-windedness folks your time is gonna come great song here you go That was a band. And that's another thing. The Black Crows are a band in every sense of the word. Like, the band was a band. And Zeppelin was a band. And the Stones are a band. Not just a bunch of folks playing together, but a band. And, and it's something... It, 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 it's a single unit. It, it's beautiful. I loved hearing that. I loved hearing Jimmy play and stuff he doesn't normally play. Uh... It's nice to hear. And it makes me sad. First of all, it makes me sad that I didn't see him on this tour. I'm bummed. I wish I had. I, I don't know why. I was just a dick, I guess. But I would have loved it. I wish I had seen it. It's re- these, All these shows are readily available in excellent quality. And a whole bunch are videoed on YouTube. So you can see a whole bunch of Jimmy and the Crows on YouTube and watch the shows. It's uh, revelatory for me, hearing it more on a musician level. It's so good. I wish... Man. I wish I could go back... I I wish I could jump to the universe where Jimmy got the Black Crows as his band, but didn't call them that. It's like um, the way that um, the bulk of Otis Redding's band were uh, the Blues Brothers band. And... A good chunk of Otis Redding's band were also Booker T and the MGs. Maybe not a good chunk. Maybe just Steve Cropper. I don't know. Now I doubt myself. Anyway, um. or or the way Tom Petty. There we go. The way Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers were uh, were Bob Dylan's backing band. Remember that? Back in like 86, 87. That was cool. Dylan and the Dead. That was... petty and dylan were cool the band and dylan were incredible um it would have been nice to have the black crows instrumentalists behind jimmy on this tour because they were so into it they were locked into it and by being such high caliber musicians themselves it inspires and demands of jimmy that he raise the bar you know he can't phone it in so he's taking chances he's Everything he was playing was well thought out, and it wasn't stuff that I've heard him play before. It's new. I wish more had come after this. But I digress. All right, guys. I'm going to play you. What am I going to play you? What shall I play you next? I shall play you another doozy. You know, I have decided this is going to be a two-parter. Because this is really excellent, and I should play you the other songs as well. I wouldn't mind... I mean, when Jimmy... When they did Black Crow's songs, Jimmy was not featured. He was... Which I think is very, very, very good of him, and very professional, and very selfless, less And as much as a rock god can be selfless and egoless. um, Because they're not his songs, and... He just was behind playing and, and allowing the band to play their stuff and playing with them in a rhythm sense, which is really cool. But it it also makes it not really worth listening to when you can hear Remedy, and it, and it doesn't matter that Jimmy's in there. He doesn't really add anything to it other than another rhythm guitar. Whew, what am I saying? Two-parter, more songs, good show. We'll play next week. All right, but for now, out on the tiles. Sorry, guys, I really don't know what's up with me tonight. Scattered. It was a crazy day. It was one of those days where there was a lot of shit going on. And you're operating at like peak efficiency, which is good because there's exactly enough stuff going on to keep you occupied and, and not maxed out, but running at full power. That's what today was. And I'm still just kind of reeling from that, I guess. And uh, I apologize. I, I tried to be more professional and concise Or I have lately, Um, and I'm not pulling it off today because I'm just, I don't know, like I got hit on the forehead with a frying pan. Or I'm really tired. Am I really tired? Oh yeah, I got up at 6. I usually don't. Uh, I usually get another hour, but today I went in early. All right, cool. Well, that could be it. I'm just tired. All right, I will stop being so hard on myself. But anyway, you deserve some music. Let's listen to Out on the Tiles, another song that benefits from having the extra guitars for the um the thickness and lushness of the of the sound. There's not like a lot going on other than three guitars playing, but you'll hear it. Excellent. And also, wasn't the organ in Your Time Is Gonna Come unreal? He's a great player and I hope you can hear the soul cuz he's playing almost identical to what Jonesy played, which is which is great. But he also lends his own voice and sound to it without without redefining it, without reframing it, without making it his. He makes it his. It it was so good. Man. Rewind that and listen to that again. I command you. But first, what? That's confusing. I know everything I say is confusing. Try being one of my kids. I've raised children. (laughs) Out on the tiles, June thirtieth, two thousand. New Joyzy. Enjoy. Chris Robinson hated every second of that. Oh, that was not a song for him to sing. You could hear Rich. I, th- I, th- I think it's Rich in the background singing uh, the very. All I give to you is all your love, And Chris just trying and not. That's a tough one. That's a tough one to sing. Uh, I spent the whole song aside from listening to the tightness of that band. Out on the tiles is in a weird time signature. It's not a 1 2 3 4. It's one you got to think about. It's one you got to think about. I used to be able to play it. I used to be able to play a lot of stuff. I should play guitar again. Um So the band was tight. It was great. It was fun and just Steve Gorman, who I, who I ended up listening to um nailed it. He knew exactly, he knew exactly what to play to keep it that song and make it sound like that song in the same groove, without being um, just a rote repetition. Man, that was enjoyable to hear for me. Chris Robinson, oh boy, not the guy. Man, I decided I don't like him. Just from that Robert Plant quote and other stuff that I've read about him, like oh, this guy's kind of a prick. But um, I was thinking about it and I remembered that I had when I saw I've I've seen the crows once and when I saw them, it was in 1990 opening for Robert Plant. And it's like, dude, Robert Plant, you know, introduced you to a whole big audience. Yes, you broke big, but you opened for Robert Plant. I mean, he did you the favor, not him. Although the crows were so good. The Crows were so good. I mean, they all they had at that time was um, the Hard to Handle album. Is that the name of it? If it isn't, it's the one with Hard to Handle on it. You know, the first Black Crows album. Um, they had that album to tour on. And they did... I still remember it was 30 years ago. Oh, my God. And um, they did a blues, soulful blues song. Um, that at the time they called it miserable or misery, but I think it was miserable or I'm miserable. Like that's going to be on our next record. And it wasn't. And, oh, I would love to hear that. They were so good. They were so good that I didn't even stay for all of Robert Plant. First of all, it was the the manic Nirvana tour. And I, I did not like the tall, cool one manic Nirvana stuff much. So, I mean, I was like, oh, let's go see Robert. And, uh, the Black Crows were so good, so good to, in, my, in my estimation, and like just just filled filled that bar that fills up for rock and roll and, and goodness and good band, excellent music, the real deal from the tap. That uh, <coughs> I left the Robert show early. It, it was just. Ugh. He wasn't bad. You know, again, another thing I'm going to kick myself over. Because, you know, like, wow, you're really painting a, quite the picture of yourself, Mark. You didn't see Page Plant in 98. You didn't see the Crow, Zocros in 2000. You walked out of a Robert Plant show. Well, that's not even the worst of it. After I saw Jimmy Page in Worcester, Massachusetts, on October 29th, 1988, um, Robert Plant was playing the same venue on October 29th on the, the Now and Zen Tour. In fact, Robert was at the Jimmy show um that I saw. I didn't even go to that show. I saw Jimmy Page I'm like well i i I have seen the face of God. That's it. I saw Led Zeppelin or as much Led Zeppelin as I'm ever gonna see, and um I now have no interest in seeing you know the the lighten up baby I'm in love with you. Parachute pants, Robert plant. Now I would kick myself. But this is what I'm telling you. I've I've, I've made mistakes, folks. I've made mistakes in my life. Alright. Let's get back to it. I'm gonna play one more song for you, and it's a doozy. It is a Bon Storma. And you are gonna love it. It's the lemon song. Bow 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 Bow. And it is, well, by this time, you know how good the band is, and you know how good Jimmy plays, and you know how good the band captures the blues feel, and the Zeppelin groove, while sounding like the Black Crows, and you should know and have put together that that plus the lemon song equals yippee. And it's also a nice blues, obviously track that Jimmy can go off and wail on. And he does, he plays really cool shit and he plays really cool stuff in ways that, you know, he doesn't just play the regular same old Jimmy page riffs, although he does because he's Jimmy page. Um, there's there's phrasings that I I have not heard him ever do before. Much like Hots uh, on for Nowhere," uh, much like some of uh, "Your Time Is Going to Come," it's 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 it, it's a broader voice than I've heard, and it, I guess it started in the '98 tour, in his playing for me. There's stuff that's like, "Whoa, this is this is new," and uh, it's exciting. I hope you like it. Indeedly doodly, I do. All right, let's get to it. It's a lemon song, it stretches out a bit. It's a uh, seven and a half, maybe eight minutes long. So, you know, th- there's room to stride, and I hope you enjoy it. Here you go. <laughs> that was just amazing. If that was not revelatory for you, it's because you've heard it before and you already knew it. That's what I meant when I said it was 1973 Jimmy. Because not only did he play stuff that I'd not heard him play before, he played stuff with such fluidity and control and tone and feel that as I was listening to it, I'm doing other stuff here because I'm listening to it as I record it as well. Um, That as I was listening, I kind of zoned out because it was just Zeppelin. It was obviously Jimmy playing. And I realized that, no, this is 2000. This is Jimmy playing in the year 2000. Playing at that level. And, you know, I think uh, uh, on the one hand, the Black Crows, if you're playing with them, you can't phone it in. This is not just a pickup band. And the energy of them behind him elevates him as well, I believe. And, um... Because... What's the bass player's name? Oh, this is... A, what's the? Uh, I don't know who the bass player was at this show. Shit. He was really good without mimicking John Paul Jones. And not only was he good, he played as far as the punch and the attack in response to Jimmy. You know the way Bonzo would kind of mirror and reflect some of Jimmy's phrasing? The bass player was doing that in his playing. You know, and then when it's time to egg him on and get playing hot fast again, he goes right in and, and and Steve Gorman. I love his hi-hat. His hi-hat carries it all through. That's, that's what I love about his drumming. He's got that same hi-hat, same cadence, same rhythm. As Bonzo. And it just sails through. And he plays around. And he... Unreal. This band. That was... Once I finish this episode, I'm going to listen to that again. And again. Because that was... Breathtaking. That was breathtakingly good. And it's not like, oh, he, he emerged from his fog and pulled one off. I mean, it... This is, this is, in my opinion, um, in my limited experience, the best show of this collaboration. But the rest of them are good, too. And man, Chris Robinson really just stinks up the joint. He is just not of that caliber. He's not of that wavelength. And it must be profoundly frustrating to be someone of his noted self-regard and being the singer anyway to suddenly have his band have him be the outsider in his band have him be the weak link it's got to be weird um where he pulled it off he pulled it off it certainly was better than out on the tiles um but he just doesn't have it to hit that sustain in that long term you know i was thinking of who I, who I, I i could hear singing with this iteration of Jimmy and the and the crows um and the one that that speaks to me at least for this song in particular is Joan Osborne oddly enough especially singing squeeze my lemon but um if all you know of her is what if God was one of us give her a listen man even that same album there's a song on that album called Pensacola, which is one of the best songs in the entire world, in my opinion. And her voice is just amazing. It is emotive. It is evocative. It is strong. And she, her voice, um, or Ann Wilson from heart, but even more Joan, because Jones is a little, um, richer, in my opinion. Um, But that's sustained. Babe! She could have nailed that. Oh, Lord. All right. Well, we're going to have a part two for Shizzle. Because it's just too good. Another thing to kick myself over. My gosh. Is not getting into them sooner. I really, really don't like Chris Robinson's voice on this project. It is not it is not what was needed. Um, But unlike before I, I can totally get around it and get past it and focus on the band because the band is so unbelievably good. Not just Jimmy, but Jimmy is superlative. And I'm hearing in some of his phrasing and playing kind of hints of uh, the way he would play at the reunion in 2007. Um, specifically, since I've been loving you, some of the phrases, and some of the phrases that he, he had done were classic Jimmy phrases, but he added to them. It's like that, I, I mentioned this before, it's like uh, Fractal Jimmy. There's filigrees, there's layers to it. You can zoom in on this solo, and it's, it's higher res. And his playing is very, very smart very, very, very intelligent and put together and, and just, I'm, I'm, I'm blown away. I'm blown away. I feel inadequate to the task of, of conveying uh, my feelings for his playing on that song. No shit, Mark. You don't say. I do say. You know what else I say? I say that you should follow me on Twitter at Heart of Markness. I also have a Facebook group, Heart of Markness, oddly enough. Great people in there Great people in there. It has a life of its own. It's not just me dropping podcasts in there, although that's what I do. Um, There are independent conversations. You can jump in there. Everybody's really, really nice and really, really helpful. And uh, I am the golden idol of that. (coughs) The golden calf. Apologize. Allergies? I don't know. Maybe I'm dying. All right. Facebook group. Yes, I am also on YouTube now, and that's gaining some traction, which is really nice and encouraging. And there's, I'm I'm meeting people on on YouTube that um, I've not met before. I mean, each one of these vectors, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, the website, um. You know, are are avenues through which I've met people that I'm profoundly. Uh, glad I've met people who are helpful. I mean, there are people who are not only patrons and I'll get to that in a second, but people who are, you know, I hate saying fans of the show, friends of the show. Cause fans is just like really Mark. Jesus Christ, you're doing this in your underwear. Um, <laughs> friends of the show. Uh, who help They suggest shows. Several of these shows have been suggested by people. Uh, themes, people share shows. I've had several people, just today, somebody offered that's like, hey, I have this show, and, you know, hey, I have a, a bunch of shows. I have a bunch of shows, so if you need something, you know, let me know. And because of the generosity of those people and the Dogs of Doom group, the guys that put out Badge Holder Blues, um, you know, they've shared their resources with me. I have I have access to lots and lots and lots of shows. You know, I've got access to, you know... Almost every every extant Zeppelin recording, and uh, the best versions therein, as well as people who have you know Page Plant shows, Jimmy shows, things like that, and I am I am so gratified. I am so gratified for that because when I want to do something like hey I want to do, uh, the Jimmy and Roy Harper, collaborations and that's that's those are pretty deep cuts i mean they're not like hard cuz you know if you're a collector you've got them somewhere but to have people that i can go to and say hey do you have this and have them go yeah boom and and then go through the trouble of ripping it if they need to and upping it and sharing it so that i can then share it with you uh it, it, it's really touching because it allows me to do this and uh in in the manner in which i want to it allows me to choose to spread out like finding this black crows show you know the zocro stuff uh, bit torrent isn't what it used to be um or it could also be that i'm just i'm older you know 10 years ago i was down 20 years ago i was downloading stuff off of torrent sites and uh i guess kind. I, I still think that i expect them to be there but there's a lot of stuff that I can't... That are hard, it was hard to find. Surprisingly hard to find. Like... uh Those Crooked Vultures. Them Crooked Vultures. Yeah, see, stuff like that. I should know that. A little out of focus tonight. Again, I apologize. Um, shows that I did not expect to be difficult to find, because I'd always been able to just drop it into, like, dime a dozen. And boom, there they are. And this time it's like, ugh. Those are my choices. But... You know, people pointed me in some directions, people shared their stuff with me. I did some really, really deep googling. And um So anyways, I'm glad that you guys offer your help in that manner. It 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 really helps it really helps the show. It sounds really radio y, but it really helps the show to be able to go, I wanna do this and then know that there are people out there who will help me do that. If it's something really obscure, I can I can reach out for that. Or if it's something just like touching base like, hey, is this did this happen in this way? Da 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 da. There are people that I can consult who can set me straight. And uh so it's it's a very, very tacky, trite um disclaimer that authors give when they're when they're crediting their editors, and it's something along the lines of, you know, Anything that's good and true is, is thanks to my benefactors, and any mistakes are solely my own. Um, which leads me to, if you like what I'm doing, that's an awful segue. It's not even a segue. That's, an, that's a tectonic shift. Nonetheless, if you like what I do, if you like hearing Led Zeppelin every week and classic rock on every weekend, live performances, along with some hopeful humor, insights, information of questionable quality. Um, I implore you, invite you to become a patron of the Heart of Markness podcast. You go to patreon.com slash heart of Markness and join up. And hey, I sent out stickers. People got stickers. Um, You get your own podcast every month. Oh, which I've got to do this weekend. Oh, I know exactly what I'm going to do. You guys are going to like it. Get your own podcast for the patrons only. Uh, you get a sticker. But up, but up, ba ba And you get my undying devotion and thank you. Thankful. Thankfulness. Gratitude. Wow. I really need to go to sleep. Hey, if I die, take note of this. It's like he was acting funny the night before. Wow. All right. Well, I would love to read off the role of the patrons. Oh, I also read your name every single week. That's pretty cool. These are the titans upon whose shoulders rests the heart of Markness podcast, and we give them a laurel and hearty handshake to Michael, Rob, Wayne, Brad, Danielle, Tracy, David, Peter, Mark, other David, Bill, Mimo, and Avi. Thank you guys very very much. It means the world to me. I I can't I can't um. Uh, especially tonight. I can't convey uh, enough how much doing this podcast means to me, how much I enjoy it, how gratified I am and, and how delighted I am to have met people the world over that I otherwise would not have. And, uh, each one of them has been lovely as have you dear listener. All right. Thanks for, uh, bearing with me through this nightmare. Um, I am going to go directly to sleep. I will not pass go. That's a lie. But uh I will definitely pass go. You get two hundred dollars. Alrighty. Thank you. I'll be back this weekend with um whatever the most likely it'll be whatever the latest Mike Millard recording is. That's kind of how it goes. Because that's such a low-hanging fruit and so important to share. And uh, otherwise, I'll see you next Thursday with part two of the Zocros in Holmdel, New Jersey 2000. Thank you. Be good to yourselves and each other. Bye bye.